Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Bladed Apples, a horror podcast. Drop your trick or treat bag. And <laughs> every week, <laughs> sometimes I was quite a sick little boy. Yeah, Blaze was uh, sick. Um, his voice was completely gone. And a similar thing happened to me around this time last year. Remember that? Yeah, it did. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm Rocky. I'm Blaze. And we are here with a new episode. We're going to be talking about a Herschel Gordon Lewis movie today. We Wizard sure of are. Gore. How'd you, how'd you like Wizard of Gore, Blaze? Um, admittedly, some of the worst acting I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no way. Yeah, you would be you would be surprised. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't because I watched it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. And other than that, we're going to be talking about some uh, some news. We're going to be having a video game. Uh, I think we got a folk tale of some sort, but uh, we'll get into it. How's uh, your last couple weeks been? How's your New Year's? Uh, fine. Um, <laughs> we did get those movie passes so we could go to the movies all the time now, and we've been taking advantage of that. Um, definitely went and saw a lot of movies this past week. That's so. good. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about. I didn't get a chance to see Megan yet because stuff happened oh, at work. Fucker! I thought you went su- double featured yesterday. I was going to, but stuff happened with work, uh, and um, I was waiting for a phone call to come in, so I couldn't oh, just be okay. in a movie theater all day. Um, so I'll make up for it either today or tomorrow. We'll talk about next episode. We'll talk about Megan, and we'll talk about uh. What was that other one? <laughs> Skidamarink. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which you and Paige saw last night. Yep. And uh, we'll talk about Sick. You get a chance to watch Sick. But uh, what other movies did you see other than that with your pass? Uh, the Menu. Dominion? The Menu. Oh, The Menu. Yeah. Yeah. You saw it on theaters? Uh-huh. Oh, it's free on HBO Max. Yeah, I know. It's free for me to go to theaters. So. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Did you see anything else with them? Um, Puss in Boots. <laughs> oh, yeah, so we talked about that last episode. Yeah. But... Um, Megan. Yeah. And Skin of Marink so far. And uh, Paige is very upset about Skin of Marink. So I have to go see Avatar tomorrow. And I'm really not looking forward to it. <laughs> oh, she wants to see Avatar? She does. I don't know why, but she does. She hated the first one. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's free. Yeah, I guess that was her point. And she was like, after Skinner Marine, she's like, I can't believe you made me sit through that entire thing. (laughs) (laughs) But, but we ended up discussing it later and we both kind of like really looked into it and we're like, ah, fuck, like that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's a it's an art piece. It seems like more than anything. Well, yeah, I would say an art piece or a psychological experiment. Uh huh. Yeah. So I I looked in, like I said, I went in completely blind to that movie, and I think that was for once in my life. I think it was a bad idea. <laughs> 
is a bad idea not to get any background on it. Yeah, kind of. Because after re- like I, I was just sitting there. And don't get me wrong. It's really unsettling. It's a very wow. unsettling movie. But you're sitting there and you're like, how long am I going to stare at this kid's feet? <laughs> it's, like you don't see anybody. You don't see anyone. It's just walls and hallways and objects. Like. Yeah, like you see people's legs moving around, but you never see anyone. Huh. And it's two hours long. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, Quentin Tarantino directed it. Here's, well, yeah, <laughs> for other reasons. But um, <laughs> but after I looked into what the director's intention was, I was like, oh, shit, that's exactly how I felt. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, so it accomplished its goal. I'm not going to say I like it. Like. It definitely feels pretentious. Not gonna lie, it yeah. just does. Um, but I won't say I, don't, I won't like it because he he accomplished what he set out to accomplish. Right. Well, I mean, and, you know, uh, film film isn't only a, a visual medium, but it's also a, a way to express different ideas through an artistic medium. Um, so I, I'm always interested whenever a director kind of goes up the path just to make what's clearly an art project or an idea um, to have you feel instead of just by the numbers filmmaking, you know, like, Oh, absolutely. No, I agree. It's just, it's one of those things that it's like, I don't know. I guess it's kind of like looking at an abstract painting where you're like, what do I get from this? And then you have to sit down and just, kind of dwell on it and i don't know it it digests strangely but i left the theater feeling uncomfortable i'll say that much yeah yeah well that's what happens yeah (laughs) i know Paige was like how did nobody leave i wanted to leave so bad but i felt like i couldn't because nobody else was leaving because everybody was (laughs) just so like they wanted to see if anything was going to happen yeah, that was pre- well. That's how I felt, but I, the director mentioned something, and I'm going to let you see it and feel. And uh, after we saw that, we were like, "Oh fuck!" Like that's really interesting because I don't know. He, he he has a way of disappointing you, but not letting <laughs> you leave. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know. It's it's a very art piece and I think I'm not going to go out there and say that, you know, this is some cinema masterpiece or something like that so I look smart to everyone. Right. <laughs> Cuz there's a lot I really don't get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Uh, if you're interested in that kind of thing, go see it. I could totally understand why people would not like it at all. So, sure. Yeah, and I think it's coming to Shutter. Yeah, he said it's going to be in theaters for like two weeks and then right on to Shutter. Okay. Yeah, I don't even know if it's playing in this area. Um, but I was surprised it was playing here. Yeah. So. Yeah, it may just have a yeah very limited run, like you're saying. So, um, oh, yeah, we'll catch up on the movies next episode. Uh, talk yeah. more about, we'll talk about Megan. Um, I'll probably see it after my haircut today. But, um, yeah, well, we're just getting some news. We got a couple trailers since our last recording. 
We sure did. Uh, which one do you want to talk about first? Do you want to do Evil Dead? Yeah. That came out I, first. I, I have some grievances there. <laughs> so, so we got a trailer for Evil Dead Rise, which is the new Evil Dead film. Um, light reboot. I think it may be still canon with the original original films, not the remake. What's <laughs> that <So> look? <laughs> <laughs> I okay first of all I like the trailer I think the trailer's fun I here's the thing I I do uh, not think the trailer looks bad and I think it could be an interesting movie uh-huh. but it's like literally the only thing that looks like it ties it to Evil Dead is the book and then the rest is just like fuck it just do something wild it's like I disagree I think I think it looks you know I think it looks like it's a mix of the original Evil Dead films, but it feels like they kind of took a bunch of stuff from the remake, kind of like how it looks and the level of violence and kind of merge them together. So I was reminded by uh, the trailer of both. I didn't get any of it. Like I was just like, sitting there. I'm like, you could have called this anything else. <laughs> like it could have no. been, Hey, this is scary mom. Like, Hey, <laughs> well, it's not just her though. It's looking like, you know, other people are going to become possessed. Of course, as evil dead normally does. Normally yeah, does. But like the violence, like there's a part where I'm not saying I'm not going to go see it. I'm just well, yeah, saying... free for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, if it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, they uh, have uh, like when the dead eye is eating the glass, yeah. Um, and and you see the glass shards like poking through his neck and shit like that. That felt like the remake. It seems so over the top that you know it feels like if the original Evil Dead's were made nowadays, it feels like it'd been on that kind of level. You know where where they would have to kind of be amped up to that level in today's cinematic. <laughs> landscape right so yeah you know, like the violence now if let's say hypothetically sam raimi made evil dead in 2022 for the first time that that level of violence would be about the same as evil dead evil dead 2 were back in the 80s so and i think it's gonna be goofy i think there's gonna be some goofy parts and also sam raimi and bruce campbell uh produced it so yeah I don't know. I'm going in with the uh, limited expectations, but I think it'll be fine. Like I, I don't think it'll be good. I, I think it'll be good. I hope so. Um, I think it'll be fine. I, I think it'll be not mind blowingly good. No, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna take this clip, and the movie comes out and you love it. We're just gonna replay this clip. Now, uh, yeah, or or you come out of it and you hate it, and we'll replay this clip. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And um, no, it's, I don't know. Like uh, that one scene just makes me giggle every time I watch it. And just because her voice sounds so weird with it, it's like, Mommy, I think something's wrong. Mommy, with the murder. They look like they they don't feel so good, and they don't really want to break the news to the kid. And they're like, "Mommy's with the maggots now." (laughs) (laughs) It's also not coming out for a few months. You know, with trailers, they they usually fix up the audio before movie, so so they may fix that whenever it comes out. (laughs) 
I don't know, but um, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm defensive of Evil Dead, but at the same time, like you know, if you can really pull, you know, there are some people who pull like that last uh, remake or not remake, but uh, yeah, it was remake reboot. Uh, well, no, it was like a a new story though of Evil Dead. Yeah, they consider a full remake though. I don't think that they considered it connected to the original. no. No, I'm saying it's not. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I've said reboot. Yeah, um, that was amazing. I love mm-hmm. that. Uh, so I'm hoping this will be along the same lines. Well, but... I'm not worried about it because I love the original three films, and I really loved, liked the. Um, I thought the re- reboot was great, and I love the Ash vs. Evil Dead TV series. I mean, everything yeah. they put out, I thought was great. So I mean, I'm not really worried about it, especially if Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. And Rob Talbert are all involved in this. <laughs> I'm not really. I'm not too worried about it, though. Um, yeah. I'm not worried about it. I just think it's going to be a fine movie. I, I just don't think it's going to be anything great. I think you're just in a bad mood because you're going to go see Avatar. So, uh, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> that you're ready for all three hours of it. Now that I've watched Skin and Marink, I'm way too smart for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I find I, I find Avatar quite shallow and pedantic. Oh, oh, it's it's no Skin and Marink. Uh, oh, it was, just, and dude, the first article I saw on Skin and Marink after coming out of the theater like made me want to vomit. It was like. You think you know elevated horror. <laughs> I'm like, oh, gosh, shut the fuck up, you little pretentious prick. Um, yeah, well, I mean, Avatar washed that right out of your mouth, man. You're going to be so happy with all three hours of Avatar. Uh, you know, I doubt Avatar, it. Avatar 2, also known as James Cameron's fetish film. <laughs> he loves I'm his, not excited. He loves his deep water. <laughs> Uh, oh, he likes it well. Yeah. Um, and then we got another. He's gonna explore her Mariana Trench. <laughs> <laughs> then we got another trailer. Um, this past week, or, or was it last week? Also, I think it was last week. Yeah. For uh, Renfield. That looks fun. And Renfield is um, the new movie from Universal, and it is a retelling. Uh, sort of of Dracula. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would of. say very sort of. Sort of. Uh, Renfield is a character in the original Dracula story. He's the um, he's his familiar, I guess. Yeah, he's Renfield. Uh, Dracula's familiar, right? Yeah, I guess he's more of a slave, but yeah, well, he's one that's just been poisoned over time so much <laughs> to where he's been driven yeah. mad. Uh, but the movie stars Nicholas Holt as Renfield and Nick Cage as Dracula doing a very Nick Nick. Cage performance. More Nick than you can handle. So many Nicks. (laughs) And what'd you think of that trailer? I thought it looked fun. Uh, I, I, I don't really get the superpowers from eating bugs. Uh, because it's the same thing that happened in the 1931 Dracula. It's a reference to that. Um, but they just put a spin on it. How fucking since Renfield wanted to be a vampire so much, he would eat like living things, like 
approaches yeah. and bugs and stuff like that. There's a scene in the original 1931 Dracula where he does that, but they just put the spin where I guess that if he has eats something like a with life force in it, he gets temporary superpowers. Mm. <laughs> It'll probably be a spin on why he can't kill people and do it. Yeah. I don't know. I think it could be fun. I'm more I'm more worried about that one than I'm than I am about Evil Dead Rise. No, I'll I'll agree. I'll agree. <laughs> I'm more worried about that one. That movie could that movie could fucking flop. And I also thought it was supposed to be a TV show. Uh uh-uh. no. Man, why did I always think it was supposed to be a TV show? I don't know. I almost feel like it would work better as a TV show. There's another there's another Dracula movie <clears throat> that they were working on. I think I thought Alexandra Overdahl. Um who did uh, Troll Hunter and uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, the director of those films. He was supposed to do a Dracula movie. I don't know if they're still making or not. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Last Voyage of the Dracula. Completely, completely blanking. It's it's the ship. It's the ship that brought Dracula <laughs> over uh, to England from from Transylvania. Oh. Um, Phantom ship yeah. death. So it just it's just taking place on the ship and like the different crew members and stuff are disappearing because they don't know a Dracula's on board. <laughs> but but it's yeah, I thought that was a uh, very interesting concept for a movie. I don't know if um it's still gonna come out or not. I really haven't heard it anything about it recently. But it's cool that we're getting Renfield. I think that's I think it looks I think it looks yeah. fun. It looks very um looks like a entertaining horror comedy. Um, but yeah, uh, all the, the amount of action in the trailer kind of threw me off. It was the Demeter. Demeter. Yes. Last Voyage of Demeter. Um, yeah. All the action kind of threw me off in the Renfield trailer. I'm just, yeah. I was kind of like, ooh. It felt like a mid-2000s ooh. film. <laughs> it really did. Yeah. I don't know. Universal's been really good at flopping shit lately. So Yeah. I, I feel like with these um, recreations of Universal monster movies that they've been doing, though, um, I mean, they haven't done too many since The Mummy. <laughs> Remember what they were doing in Dark no. Universe? <laughs> I wonder why. But but I, you still have a watch, you piece of fucking shit. <laughs> but no. The Invisible Man was fucking great. The Invisible Man is an awesome, awesome film. It may be the best adaptation of, of that property. I know, I know Joe Hill thinks it is the best adaptation of Invisible Man, including the original Invisible Man story. <laughs> I I have nothing to put on that. No, I'm telling you, you need to watch it. <laughs> okay, we've been we talked about it for like three years now, four years now, something like that. <laughs> Come on, back in. Not long enough. Remember how long you had to tell me about the guest? Uh, yeah, <laughs> and just like oh, watch it, and then you watch it, like oh, this is really good. <laughs> yeah, seven years later. <laughs> yeah, seven years later. Uh, what else we got? Eli Roth. Yeah, the Thanksgiving trailer. It's not even a trailer. They haven't done it yet. But, well, it wasn't original. Well, yeah, but they uh, uh, he's finally making a movie based on his Thanksgiving trailer. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, once upon a time, 16 years ago now. <laughs> oh, my God. Has it been that 2007. long? 2007. Oh, my God. Uh, 16 years ago, a little movie came out called Grindhouse. And Grindhouse was a collaboration between Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino that uh, was a recreation of basically the Grindhouse cinema experience. Whenever you go to an exploitation theater, you get two exploitation features with trailers in between. And um, 
you basically got two movies and a bunch of fake trailers, and it was a whole little cinematic experience, and I loved it. I remember seeing it in theaters. Did you see it in theaters? In... I think so. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. I, I saw it in theaters with my dad. Um, and, uh, and they did it in like a two-section thing. Eventually. Yeah. Uh, eventually, when, when they released it, because the movie did so poorly in the box office, they released it just as as death proof and planet terror like separate dvds and for a while there you couldn't get those fake trailers except for the machete trailer which came on the planet terror dvd um unless you looked online on like youtube or um i don't think youtube was really a thing then so i think it was like on if you want ign or something like that in 2006 yeah youtube was. yeah but it wasn't like it didn't blow up yet I mean, no, it wasn't like people were making their livelihoods off it. Yeah, yet. you were going to like watch shit on like. Yeah, you were watching like your neighbor's friend who made a funny <laughs> video or got hurt. Yeah, but if you're watching like trailers and stuff, you're going on like, uh, I think Vimeo, was Vimeo before? Not Vimeo, what's the other one? There's another one that, that was like early like YouTube kind of thing. Oh God, I know uh, I know what you're talking about, but I can't think um, of it. It was like that or you go like IGN or like some website like that and they would have like specific videos. It wasn't like where everybody had accounts like YouTube is now. Right, that really right. didn't happen until like 2009, 2010 where that really blew up. Um, or 2008, like a little bit after. But uh, yeah, then, then eventually they re-released Grindhouse on Blu-ray and as a complete as a complete feature. Um, but, uh, the fake trailers were done by like, uh, well, Robert Rodriguez did the machete trailer, which of course they made into a movie a couple years later that kind of flopped <laughs> um, and they made a sequel to it because Robert Rodriguez gives no fuck. So just do what he wants. Uh, I never watched machete to be it's honest. It's been so long since I watched it. I remember being very silly. Um, I'm sure it has to be. <laughs> and there were three other fake trailers, Thanksgiving by Eli Roth. Uh, don't don't by Edgar Wright and uh, Werewolf Women of the SS by Rob Zombie, <laughs> and uh, which had Nick Cage in it. <laughs> oh yeah, it did. I forgot about that trailer. Um, but Eli Roth, uh, his trailer was for a slasher called Thanksgiving, and uh, because we don't really have many Thanksgiving horror films, and definitely not many Thanksgiving slashers. Well, now seventeen years down the road, after a lot of lot of uh, rumors that he was going to make that movie eventually. I remember when Grindhouse came out, they already talked about making Grindhouse 2, which was supposed to be the two features were going to be Thanksgiving and Don't. And then they were going to make fake trailers, new fake trailers for that and kind of just keep it going as an anthology for a while. But since Grindhouse underperformed right. so much, they didn't. So um, we're finally getting Thanksgiving. Um, Eli Roth said that's his next project. Uh, right now, he's I guess he's finishing up Borderlands. He did a the adaptation of the video game series. Oh this god! Movie. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> that sounds horrible. That's not a good movie game. And he made. And he's been making. The story in the game's bad enough. <laughs> like, I thought people like those games. They're fun, but I, this story's stupid, I think. I don't think there was much of a story to it. Are they just looking for a vault? I mean, yeah, you're a vault hunter, but they're always like, well, this rival gang or something <laughs> like that. And it's like, I, I don't know how the fuck you're going to make a movie off that or a show. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Especially since the last game kind of flopped. 
Oh yeah, there was a third one. Yeah. Yeah. Remember remember the second one being really popular. Oh, the second one was great. I think it's the best yeah. one. Um but yeah, this is a new movie project. Um I think he's finishing that up. And you know, he's been doing all these shows like History of Horror, which is very good. Yeah. And he's been doing a lot of like ghost documentaries and stuff like that for um Discovery Yeah, Club. he's even got yeah, Discovery. Yeah. Have you watched any of them? Oh Are yeah. they good? Yeah. Yeah. He's a good narrator. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Eli Roth is always somebody I'm hot and cold on as a person. I think he's kind of like sometimes he comes off a bit of like a fratty douche. Like a dude yeah. yeah. Uh but you know, I mean his films, I take them as they are. I think that he just makes exploitation movies and makes kind of what he wants to make. And uh and but I like I like him in interviews and stuff like that. I think he has a very extensive knowledge in film history and definitely horror history. Um well, I'll say this about him. Um, you know, when uh, w- when he created his first like PG movie or PG-13 and he was like, I'm going to try and make a kid's PG. movie. Yeah, it was PG and uh, it was House with a Clock in its Walls. And I was I actually watched it and I was kind of impressed. I was like, wow, you actually because I think the last movie I watched his before that was Green Inferno. Mm-hmm. Totally different. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Very different. And uh, it was pretty good, honestly. Like, I mean, you know, you look at some horror directors who go and try and do a PG movie and uh, they don't go. <laughs> well, I, that, that's fine that you brought that up because it's kind of the person I think I've, I've, I've compared them on this show before. Um, but I usually compare Eli Roth to Rob Zombie, where I think they're. Oh, yeah. 100%. I think they're very similar. <clears throat> not only filmmaking wise where they both have a very similar taste in the same kind of films grindhouse exploitation kind of filmmaking and horror they're both <clears throat> very knowledgeable about movie history and things like that and i think in interviews i like interviews with both of them um and i like when they're talking about film and i think that if you took devil's rejects and you took hostile or green inferno and you put it as a double feature, like they will probably match up pretty well because they're both kind of referencing the same time period of genre filmmaking. Yeah. I think that they both kind of just love making genre films. And I also like yeah, it's like Texas Chainsaw. And, well, I was like, yeah, it'd be like Texas Chainsaw and Cannibal Holocaust. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I mean, it's a little on the head, but a little bit. Uh, but I mean, no, it makes sense. Cannibal Ferox. Make them die slowly. There yeah, you go. yeah, there you go. That works better. Um, but yeah, I think that with um, – I think that they both just like making what they like to make. I also like that – I like when a filmmaker is polarizing. <laughs> and they're both very polarizing. Yeah. I love whenever a filmmaker just puts up movies that they want to make and you either love it – like a lot of people love it or they fucking hate it. <laughs> and I'd rather that than them just doing something that was middle of the road all the time, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, so I, I, I'm excited for Thanksgiving. I think it's going to be cool to see him take a uh, return to horror, especially after Borderlands. And <laughs> remember that remake of fucking Death Wish he did? <laughs> mm-hmm. sure that movie is offensive on many levels. Yeah. Uh, I think um, it came to that project later, yeah. though. I, I think that was being developed by somebody else at first, but still. Oof. Were you about to say something? Okay. Yeah. Uh, no. I you were about to say something. 
No, I'm not. Um, uh, did you get that news article I sent you? Uh, I thought the last one. Oh, about yeah, Friday. Uh, the I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street two. Yeah, star. Mark Patton. So Mark Patton is receiving medical care. Yeah. Mark Patton, who was the uh, star of Nightmare on Elm Street Freddy Part Two. Um, he, uh, if you watch uh, the documentary about him, which is on Shutter, it's very good. It's called Scream Queen. Um, if if you haven't watched it, you should check that one out. Uh, Mark Patton has been kind of living um, off the grid since Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two. He's been living down in Mexico. He's had his whole life. Um, he's only had kind of a resurgence of popularity since people started reevaluating Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two as a uh, they, they, not not a horror classic, but has a newfound appreciation, especially in the gay community. Um, and, and Mark Patton is gay. Uh, and he's now kind of like, you know, uh, uh, not a hero, I guess, but he's definitely revered more. And that, that movie's kind of, it was apparently from what the documentary says to a lot of people in the LGBT community, uh, was kind of awakening for them or something that a lot of people in the community connected with. Um, but recently, uh, he talked about, and he talked about in the documentary having it, but I guess it's now, um, confirmed. Well, it's evolved. Uh, it was confirmed then because he t- said he got it. Oh, so it was uh, HIV and now it's yeah. AIDS. Um, yeah, yeah so Mark Patton has AIDS. Um, but since he's been living in Mexico, there isn't a lot that the doctors can do down there for. The, the hospitals aren't the best, and they're also super overcrowded with COVID cases. Um, and he can't get medical attention he needs, so he has started a GoFundMe or a crowdfunding of some sort um, that you can go to. Uh, you can look up the article on Blade Discussing. That's where I found it. You can also probably just Google Mark Patton. Um, yeah. Thing. So if it, so if you can give him a couple dollars, uh, you should. Uh, he's trying to get back in, uh, to America. And I think that the hospital they're looking for, um, of course, with our wonderful healthcare system, is $300 a day. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, he needs to find medical treatment. Uh, so he's kind of put out there for anybody to help if they can. So if you want to give them a couple bucks, I'm sure it'd be much appreciated. That's very sad. Yeah, it is very sad, but yeah, hopefully, um, you know, people will be able to help him out here. So check out bloody disgusting. There's a link to his GoFundMe. Yeah. And we'll share a link on the Instagram as well. Uh, but yeah, I think that's about all the news we got. Yeah. All right. Then that brings us to our main topic. Trailer time. Mm-hmm. We are about to show you a few scenes of this movie, which is called The Wizard of Gore. For those of you who appreciate this type of cinematic art, you will see the most startling scenes of their type ever filmed. But for those of you with heart conditions, or who are with young and impressionable children, we ask that you turn around in your seats or leave this auditorium for the next two minutes. Thank you. I am Montag, master of illusion. Your eyes may see but your mind may refuse to believe. Permit me 
to show you a few of the tricks I perform in the Wizard of Gore. history as a milestone of extraordinary achievement. Never before have the weird, the eerie, the astonishing, the bewildering been shown in so stunning a film. Behind the facade of a normal world lies another world whose grisly mystery brings panic to some, satisfaction to others. An astounding achievement in bizarre, amazing theater, The Wizard of Gore. All right. Wizard of Gore, 1970. Mm-hmm. Directed by Herschel Gordon-Lewis. Who you all know very well. Probably. <laughs> I think I think that most of the horror community probably knows who he is. Um, they've received Blood, Blood Feast or 2000 Maniacs. Yeah. Anything like that. Uh, he was, uh, well, he shares his title with Lucio Fulci, but the godfather of gore. Um, he's usually credited as the inventor of the splatter film. Yeah. Yeah. He made a lot of super violent, super cheap exploitation films. And pretty much if there was a uh, Mount Rushmore of, of uh, exploitation uh directors yeah. or you know pillars in the community of exploitation filmmaking he would definitely be on there but uh yeah Arshagun lewis was a a uh, filmmaker that loved making really cheap <laughs> bloody films and this is no different <laughs> <laughs> with little no plot yeah this one is actually made a little bit later in his career and actually i mean uh, it has a plot it's just kind of <laughs> Well, the ending fucks up the plot. (laughs) I think the whole movie fucks up the plot. (laughs) I mean, the movie definitely has a 
a lot of problems. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's a fun movie. Yeah, no, it is. Um, and we'll be getting more into it <laughs> as we're as we're going along. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, there's not a whole lot of background on on the movie. Um, I know that one of the key stories, and if you watch the Blu-ray, um, I actually have uh, the Herschel Gordon Lewis Feast collection from Arrow. Uh, it's out of print now. Let me see here. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> expensive now. Yep, I remember seeing a used, a used one on Amazon for a few hundred bucks now, but I got it back whenever it was like sixty dollars, um, and it's cool because it comes with Blood Feast, Scum of the Earth, Scum of the Earth, come on. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> Rob, Zerf, Rob Zombie, <laughs> Two Thousand Maniacs, Moonshine Mountain, Color Me. Uh, blood red something weird the gruesome twosome a taste of blood she devils on wheels just for the hell of it how to make a doll the wizard of gore this stuff will kill you and the gore gore girl so if you don't know who Herschel gordon lewis is just me reading off those titles to give you a pretty good idea of what kind of fucking schlock he made <laughs> uh he p- passed away back in 2016 at the age of 90 um but yeah, if you can track down this this collection, uh, it is a great little... Arrow uh, Video actually put it back out. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay, cool. It's $70. Oh, yeah. yeah I think it's worth it because it comes with a shitload of movies. You can also buy it at Walmart. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, because of 14 films for 70 bucks is pretty good. I think most of these are on Tubi, though. But, you know, it has all the Arrow special features on Well, it. yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm a... We all know I'm a, a physical media junkie i appreciate physical media more than anything that's how i like to consume you know music yeah, and movies here. and such mm. and i think the most i think that most horror fans and genre fans are normally like that yeah, <laughs> they like collecting their they like collecting their movies and their you know blu-rays and and, and collectibles and memorabilia it's very much like the comic book community or you know anime community or anything like that where it's very much having like things to display and collectibles and shit like that yeah um but yeah it's cool and and within this film um not this not just this film but all the films on it they have little introductions from herschel um and in the introduction to the wizard of gore he talks about how they had a different actor that plays the main character of montag He's the main character, right? Yeah, yeah he's the main yeah. character. He's the, he's the titular character. Well, he's the main antagonist, I guess. I guess you yeah. you would think the main characters are uh, uh, fuck boy and fuck girl, <laughs> who are both reporters. Well, one's one's like a newscaster; the other's a journalist. He's a sports writer, though, right? Yeah, he's a sports writer. Yeah, um, but yeah, I guess who was supposed to play Mont? Montag, Montag. Um, it's just a mere illusion. <laughs> um, he got into an argument with Herschel Gordon Lewis's uh, frequent collaborator, and uh, he was fired <laughs> by Herschel Gordon Lewis. And uh, they're like, "Oh my god, we're about to start filming. We need somebody else." So Herschel turned around and saw one of the guys that works on set that was <laughs> carrying around um, just some uh, wiring or something like that named Ray Sager. And he said, hey, Ray, you, you, you want to you wanna act in this movie? You want to be the star? And he's like, 
all right. <laughs> so Ray <laughs> Slater is Ray. <laughs> and and as you can tell watching the movie, not a very good actor, but maybe better than some of the other. Well, I mean for, for for being like, hey, I want you in this now, like all of a sudden. That's pretty good. I've I've seen worse. <laughs> I've seen I've seen a lot worse. Um uh, it's some some of the people in this movie are way worse. I agree. <laughs> Ray, you did fine, and we're proud of you. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I don't think there's too much background. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like it's made on three sets on a limited budget. Um, and Hershey Gordon-Lewis definitely feels like he kind of came from that Roger Corman state of mind of just, hey, put shit out quick, yep. <laughs> cheap. And uh, this movie came out in 1970. Um, Blood Feast came out in 1963, which he made a few movies before that. Um, so he made a shitload of movies between 63 and 70. And not only splatter films. I mean, he was also making pornos and uh, a couple other things. Any so, good pornos? Uh, huh? <laughs> Any notable pornos? No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Or no? <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, uh, uh, yeah, let's get into Wizard of Gore. All right. <laughs> um, so there's a magic show mm-hmm. for a magician known as Montag, Montag. <laughs> the Magnificent. Yeah. Yeah. And Montag, Montag the Great. Montag the Great. That's what it is. Yeah. Right. Montag is um see if I can find it on here. Um, Let me lay out these cables quite quickly. <laughs> no, it's Montag the Magnificent. Oh, it um, is Magnificent. Yeah. And Montag looks like a generic magician. <laughs> he has a top he has hat, hat cape, tuxedo, Wand. uh mustache. White hair, clearly a wig and fake pale mustache, face. <laughs> pale face, <laughs> and uh, he's doing his magic show. And uh, not only to us as the as the movie watching audience, um, it being a very shitty magic show, <laughs> but also to the audience in the film. <laughs> what goes up must come down. He's Perhaps. Just <laughs> he has no rhythm he has no he's not very good delivery even though it seems like blaze is a fan of his delivery i mean it's funny <laughs> he's he's basically doing the whole like you know he's like two fingers and like da 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 you put behind your head and then your fingers are like yeah. I mean it's it's that level of magic tricks and the whole crowd just like this fucking sucks. <laughs> I mean nobody boos and the old nobody guy in the first audience really seemed to enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> he's pointing at the stage, he's very much into it. Uh-huh. Uh but yeah, the the crowd's not giving him a lot. The Montag's like, "Oh, I need an assistant to come on stage." And everybody's like just watching him. They're like, nah, fuck that. 
And then all of a sudden, he stares at a man in the crowd, and he goes, hey, take my wife. <laughs> She'll come and do it. She's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and uh, she goes up on the stage, and Montag uh, puts her onto a table with uh, uh, clamps. Uh, clamps on it to clamp her feet and her arms down and he's going to do of course the classic saw woman in half trick but he does it with a chainsaw <laughs> and no box covering her and no box covering it and uh he starts sawing through the woman <laughs> with the chainsaw and it took me a while to realize what was going on because i don't think it's very well um it's not very well shown or explained through visual uh explained visually to the audience i don't think until later on when i kind of caught on what they're trying to do uh, she's getting sold in half um her stomach opens up and it looks like uh nothing like does her no that's another trick the guillotine is another thing right that happens later on yeah, right he cuts his head off at oh he cuts his own head off yeah but that's the same act right yeah the same night yeah, yeah. so but he cuts through her stomach. Right. And, and and her stomach is basically a bunch of sausages. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of sausages and uh, and uh, other things that do- doesn't even look like what come out of a stomach. Not <laughs> like, really, um, no. <laughs> just some chicken thighs with barbecue sauce over them. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> a couple of couple other pieces of meat. They basically just went to craft services. And, and they're just for like, some oh, reason the, the blood is squirting a straight line into her mouth. Like, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, ah, ah. And I think they just kind of looped the screaming. <laughs> and everybody's just kind of watching. Like they aren't too like they they aren't too affected by a woman getting salt in half with a chainsaw. Yeah, they're like, eh. talk about yeah. What I'm talking about visually is that what happens is that he's actually killing these people on stage, but because he's a hypnotist, I guess um, the uh, audience can't tell that he's actually harming the people on stage, which I didn't catch on to until later. Um, so they just think it looks like a regular magic trick, but she's actually getting killed in reality. And uh, after the trick, he he takes her off the brackets and lets her go down into the audience. <laughs> and she's completely fine. And she's not pissed off at her husband at all. Because she doesn't remember she has one. <laughs> <laughs> well, whenever everybody leaves the theater, it seems like that. And then Montag cuts his own head off with a guillotine. Um, and it looks nothing like whenever somebody gets their head cut off because there's just more sausages. Believe me, me and Rocky have seen a lot of decapitations in real life. <laughs> so many. <laughs> we see at least like three a month. Yeah, at least. <laughs> <laughs> at least. <laughs> well, I can't believe this shit happened again. It's nuts. Uh, but yeah, his uh, his head is full of sausages. <laughs> it's, it's Who knew? <laughs> sausages and two weird tubes that like to shoot out blood. <laughs> And his head turns into a clearly papier-mâché head that's on the ground. Everybody's like, holy shit, he cut his head off. And it turned into a papier-mâché head. This is amazing. totally not (laughs) papier-mâché. And then after that all happens, everybody is super, super into it, including one guy in the audience with glasses. He's he's losing his fucking mind. (laughs) Um, But also in the audience, 
are two people that aren't too into it. Well, what one is the, the other one isn't, and right. that's our main characters of uh, Jack and Sherry and uh, and uh, everything ends. And Montage like, thank you for coming out to my magic show. Because in 1970, people still gave a fuck about basic magic. Basically, the level of magic you would get for your uh, child's birthday party. Yeah. Minus <laughs> the sawing a person in half things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we aren't talking like Penn and Teller or like David Copperfield shit. We're talking about like, I pulled a rabbit out of my hat kind of magic. Uh, <clears throat> so... Jack and Sherry leave, and Jack's like, that was complete baloney. Like, well, like how that. do you know? <laughs> they're, they're both very good at acting. Um, and as everybody's leaving the theater, uh, the woman that was sawed in half gets up, and uh, her and her husband or, or boyfriend leave. Um, and it seems like they don't even leave together. <laughs> and then she goes to a restaurant alone. Yep, doesn't say a word. Just sits down at a table. <laughs> And then uh, she falls on the ground uh, uh, where there's a perfect piece of tarp on the ground. Weird. <laughs> Did you notice that? Yeah. Because <laughs> they clearly actually shot in a restaurant. They want to fuck up the floors. Falls on the ground and all of her organs are all split open and she's dead. Now, this is something that's not explained but happens multiple times. Yes. Where when a person gets killed on stage, they leave the theater, and then whenever they get to wherever they're going, they die die of their injuries. (laughs) Why? I don't know. (laughs) It's magic. It's It's all magic. (laughs) So, um, yeah, Sherry and Jack are two main characters. Sherry is a talk show host. Yeah. She hosts like a news, uh, like uh, a how to do section. Yeah. And what was she talking about when we first get introduced to her show? There's something specifically she was talking about. I can't remember what, though. I feel like she was talking about him. It was yeah. Like, ladies. It's like ladies hour or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, ladies, you know what you need in your life? A man that knows magic tricks. <laughs> Wow, feminism in the 70s, huh? <laughs> it's like, really, Herschel? You think that's what women need in their life? <laughs> you think that's what they need? I can use magic to gaslight you. <laughs> yeah. I, here's my best trick. You're acting crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, she's uh, she's very much into it. Jack, on the other hand, who is a sports writer, sports journalist, is very skeptical. Um, and also, before we got introduced to her show, we did see them walk by the restaurant where this lady uh, just <laughs> fell apart <laughs> before she even got any service. Yeah, didn't uh, even get a, a last meal. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fine because her organs are sausages. <laughs> You're like, oh, perfect. <laughs> That's uh, just what I ordered. <laughs> I was going to get the bangers and mash. <laughs> well, you got bangers. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 
so they they run up to the restaurant because they see a huge crowd and a bunch of emergency vehicles are there. And Jack's like, "Don't worry, I'll get us in front." And he just runs up and goes, "Press, okay, press, front press. row seats." <laughs> and yeah, like, well, everyone move for press, like. <laughs> and then he gets to the front and he's just looking, and they're like, "Wait, I thought you were pressing. Going to ask any questions?" He's like, "Oh no, I was just very curious. See you later." <laughs> no, I just wanted to see a dead body. Unless this dead body hits a home run in the tenth inning, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're introduced to Sherry's show. Of all the guys in this town, and you fell in love with the sports guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we learned that they're engaged. We learned that um, she doesn't like sports, but Jack loves sports. This 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 is her character development. <laughs> And yeah. they have a weird sexless relationship. Well, they almost have sex a few times. Almost. <laughs> almost. For for a director made a lot of pornos. He should have he should have put a sex scene in there. <laughs> yeah, it is uh, kind of surprising when you think about it. Yeah. So uh yeah, Sherry has a show. She's talking about Montag. She wants to get Montag on her show. Jack is skeptical. She wants to go see Montag again. Jack is like, fuck, I don't want to go. Like, that shit sucked. <laughs> well, he he goes because Montag gave them tickets for the next night again. Yeah, but he's going to make her go alone. He was. First. He was thinking yeah. about it. Yeah, then he's like, fine, I'll go, I guess. <laughs> because she's like, hey, we can have sex after. Guess what doesn't happen? <laughs> guess what doesn't happen um but yeah they go to the next night performance and um montag basically does the same tricks yep <laughs> he does a bunch of he, wouldn't. Yeah. he said whole new show <laughs> and in in some ways it is because he asks for a member of the audience again well, and it, <laughs> huh hold on because I think you're forgetting the scene where he summons a coffin out of the ground before the show. No, oh, yeah, whatever. Everything's in red. Yeah, yeah. They never explain this because yeah, time... like, So, are you bringing people back to life and killing them? Yeah. Or, or is he? Yeah. Or is he still in the bodies after he kills them? I mean, it could be that, but. So yeah, there's these scenes throughout the movie where Montag um, takes a body and he brings it to a mausoleum. He shoves it in a a square hole. (laughs) Yeah. And this happens repeatedly, but they never explain what what it is or why he's doing it. (laughs) Yeah, I was expecting like the end to be like, here you go, here's the answer to that. It's like, no. (laughs) Yeah, I was was at least hoping it's going to be like the end of Maniac or something. Where it's like yeah. all of his victims come back and rip them apart or something. Spoilers for Maniac. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was going to be something like that. Where it's like, oh my god, all these women that he's killed have come back. And maybe Herschel Gordon-Lewis is actually trying to make this, you know, I mean, his attempt. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a great, <laughs> uh, very insightful argument. But his kind of like feminist film. You know, where, where this man who's killing all these women come back and exact the revenge, kind of like Maniac. Or um, do we watch, do we review a movie on this on the podcast that, was, that had an ending like that? Also, I think I'm just thinking of uh, Pieces. 
Yeah. Whenever uh, homeboy gets his dick ripped off at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, that's the one you're thinking. <laughs> yeah. Where Eli Roth actually has a huge uh, – speaking of Eli Roth early in the episode, has a huge argument. Um, not argument, just his per- perception of, of that end scene where he's talking about uh, the castration of that character. And I think we talked about that on our pieces episode. Uh, but I, I do like Eli Roth's opinions about um, the end of, of, of pieces. Yeah, I agree. But I felt like, you know, the end of this was going to be something like that. But nope, never explained. <laughs> um, so, nope, just is what it is. <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah, Montag gets another woman out of the crowd. She's uh, volunteered <laughs> by by her boyfriend or husband. Or in this case, it seems like just a random guy that was sitting next to her in the crowd. <laughs> I don't even know if they were together. He's just like, hey, take this lady. <laughs> just <laughs> puts her up on stage. And uh, Montag does a trick where he has her strapped to a, a table that's staying vertically. Yeah, and he starts hammering a nail into her metal pike into her head. Yeah, and to, is it into her head or through her ear? Through her ear. Yeah, through and her Jack, ear. Jack was the one who volunteered to inspect it. He's oh, like, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's metal. And it's like, no, you know it is. I can take <laughs> about that. Yeah, Jack gets, goes up on the stage because he's like, hey, I'm going up there because uh, this is all bullshit. Because he's starting to suspect that Montag is actually killing people. Um, He's checking the, the – the yeah, the, it's like a uh, big metal now. Yeah. Right? You put like in a like a railroad pipe, railroad. Or yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I can't bend or anything like that. Um, and yeah, Montag uh. drills it through, <laughs> drills it through a woman's head, and her eye pops out, and he pulls her eye out, <laughs> and it looks very. He pull it out. He just kind of mushes him because <laughs> <laughs> it's very much like an eye. Yeah, <laughs> it looks completely real. It's like squish, squish, <laughs> squish, squish. <laughs> and um, yeah, he's he's uh, he he kills her, and then uh, the audience seems very very uninterested by the whole spectacle. <laughs> and then she gets let go, and she goes back to her seat next to random man. <laughs> And then guess what? She ends up dead. <laughs> she turns up dead. Uh, do they ever show her body? No, they never show her body. He sees. He's like, I, I, uh, Greg, Greg, can you get me pictures of that lady? Because that's the that's what happened. This happened again. It did. It did it again, Greg. And he's like, Well, you're a sports writer. I don't know if I should give you these, but okay, I'm gonna do yeah, it anyways. I'll, I'll meet you at lunch. What are you? Some kind of ghoul? Look at these photos. Why do you have these photos? It's like, because I'm a reporter for Homicide, you fuck. You little sports writing prick. Like, what is it? He just starts calling him a ghoul because he like has these pictures. And he's like, man, you asked for these pictures. Is he... Well, the one guy that gives him the paper, the, the pictures. But but the other guy that... that is the other guy a cop? Like there's, uh, there's no, the, the other guy's a homicide journalist. Okay. All right. Because he's always like the police station, everything like that. He's hanging out with those detectives. Yeah, no, no, no. He's he's <laughs> he's with them, but he's not like a cop. Right. 
But we're, we're he's a ghoul. Him. He's a ghoul because he carries those damn photos everywhere. <laughs> like, I mean, it, it's really stupid in the sense that it's like, you know, like, hey, man, can I have a beer? And it's like, yeah, I'll go buy you a beer. And you come back with like a Stella Artois. He's like, ah, Stella Artois, you ghoul. You ghoul. How dare he give me Stella Artois, the vanilla of beer. Ooh. And it's like, motherfucker, you got what you asked for. (laughs) We need to to bring back calling people ghouls. (laughs) We need to bring that back. You ghoul. (laughs) You ghoul. <laughs> you dig up bodies and you eat pieces of them, you ghoul. <laughs> a gabagool. We are getting ahead of ourselves a little bit because at the end of that show, um, Sherry and Jack go backstage to meet Montag. Because Montag's like, come back and talk to me. I was being too hasty. <laughs> <laughs> and so they go backstage to talk to him. He's got like the way we're describing him, he's like Mr. Ed. <laughs> like, but, oh, we forgot Mr. to mention Ed. he's a horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we forgot to mention he's a horse murderer. <laughs> and he's like, Hey, Montag the horse, I think that you've been going out and killing these people. He's like, Oh dear. <laughs> It's like, oh, no. No. (laughs) Um, That that pipe that he put through that lady's head actually is horse cock. (laughs) He just like had it with his teeth and he's like. (laughs) It's kind of like slowly pushes it through. It's just hoofing her eyeballs. So we're making a better version of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, they go backstage to talk to the notorious crimes of Sea (laughs) Biscuit. They go back. They go backstage to talk to Montag. <laughs> and I can't remember what they're talking about. I think I think Jack is like, yeah, it's all bullshit, right? <laughs> He's like, no, it's magic. <laughs> and Sherry's like, Jack, you're being kind of a dick. He's like, no, fuck this. <laughs> this is fucking stupid. Would you like a sugar cube? <laughs> <laughs> Would you come on to my talk show? My dear, I don't know if I could fit on a stage. (laughs) He has the mustache. (laughs) And the gray hair. Gray eyebrows. (laughs) Gray eyebrows. The the best thing is, though, that they they don't even point attention to him being a horse. (laughs) Like, no no, no point. They're like, look at this horse. It's just they treat him like a regular guy. My dear, could you please stand to the side? I could not see you when you sit in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, Okay, let's continue on with the real story. (laughs) What do they they talk about backstage, though? Backstage... um, 
Jack kind of just goes for it. He's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, you know that girl that was in your show? She dead. Hmm? <laughs> what do you think? And, and he's like, oh, dear. I feel very guilty. <laughs> it's like, Shifty eyes. Yeah, guilty. <laughs> just shoulders, uh, just like him. <laughs> it's like getting Squidward to apologize. It's like I feel guilty. <laughs> Why does he just hypnotize Jack into not believing it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How easy would that be? It's just like. No, he was it just turns up the eyes like, oh yeah, I'm wrong. Fuck me. Sorry about that. He was too busy putting blood on hands. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing uh, that they don't they don't explain, but happens quite a bit. Zero percent. Um Sherry gets marked, and I don't mean with AIDS. I <laughs> mean she gets marked with uh blood on her hands. Uh after touching uh so whenever the first victim gets wheeled the body out the comes out, yeah, the her hand, hand falls falls out. down. Yeah, they touch hands and now she has blood all over her hands, but keeps on like magically appearing on there. But they never explain like what that means or why that- at all, even though it seems to mean a fucking lot. Yeah. Like because like he pretty much denies her request to come on the show, wants her out of his room immediately. Then he grabs her hand and he sees the blood. And then he's like, oh, never mind. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> I have been perhaps too hasty. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the second visit, though, Jack goes with her and, you know, it's like, hey, are you killing people? <laughs> like, <laughs> He's like, no, uh, no. <laughs> and he's like, all right. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm still all right, that checks out. Let me make this right. Here's more free tickets to my shitty magic show. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I promise it would be a new experience. And it's like, then it comes right back to the same fucking part. <laughs> what goes up must come down. Perhaps <laughs> like, it's like Jesus Christ, this again. <laughs> yeah, they go to another magic show. Like literally, it is a it is a, uh, a water disappearing from the cup trick, which is literally like the easiest trick. They are in every magic kit for a child you can buy. It's, it's right next to the making a quarter cry trick by just putting a cotton ball with a little bit of. <laughs> little bit of liquid on it <laughs> like it's it's mm-hmm. very simple <laughs> um no card tricks not no one, card. not one goddamn card trick um <clears throat> so uh <laughs> yeah jack is on edge more because he does see the article of the other woman who had the nail put through her head she ended up they found her body as well he thinks he thinks he thinks they found her body. Oh, yeah, that, that's going back to what we were saying about him asking for the photos and calling a person a ghoul. A ghoul. Oh, well, who's the first guy he talks to on the phone with the mustache? Steve. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, Steve. Hey. Hi. Hi, Jack. It's me. Oh, uh, well, that would be Greg. Well, okay. I'll send you over. Is he just, is he just another reporter? 
I don't know what the fuck Steve is. <laughs> fucking Steve. <laughs> of course, yeah. of course, it'd be a fucking Steve. <laughs> of course, it would. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's he's. Uh, uh, they go to this <laughs> this fucker's magic show again. <laughs> what goes up must come down. <laughs> And he's like, uh, oh, this this is the third show whenever they actually have the cops with them, though, right? Yes. Okay, so the detectives are like, yeah. no, no, no. This was the push, the pin push thingy. Okay, then what was the second one, then? The second one was the head through the spike. The third one is where he takes the machine and punctures that. Oh, okay, woman. that's what I'm forgetting. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so this is the third night. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, he has a press machine. Uh Guess what? Another guy's like, take my girlfriend up there. <laughs> He's like, perfect. This trick. That's his best trick. It's just getting these guys to be like, hey, uh, just take my my wife or girlfriend and just murder her for me. Um, he uh, he has an industrial press <laughs> on his stage. Yeah, just sitting there. <laughs> he connects, and this this is the scene where I figured out like that the audience can't see what's happening. I thought that. He's just making them think that the blood looks like a fetch or some shit. I don't know what I thought. Um, but yeah, the press comes down. It punctures her stomach. Um, a whole bunch of sausages and chicken breasts come out. Yep. <laughs> She's full of sausages. All these people are just filled, filled with sausages. <laughs> They're like, no. I, I just went to that Polish deli. Not now. <laughs> oh, my kibasi. <laughs> Oh, my kielbasas. <laughs> They're falling out. Put it back. Put it back, please. <laughs> you know the market price in 1970 for kibbasi? <laughs> With inflation today, these are $12 a sausage. Please. My kielbasas. <laughs> and so, uh, He's like, the only sausage you're getting is kielbasa. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) So, yeah, she gets up (laughs) unaffected, except she has a ring on her stomach um, (laughs) where you can see uh, where where the punch touched her stomach um, for the magic trick. Um, and then her and her boyfriend leave, or she just kind of walks to a different door. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Where's she going? I don't even know where that lady was going. She just left. Um, (laughs) and so my favorite part is when they're back in the apartment and the guy, like supposedly her husband, walks up doesn't even look like the same guy from the theater yeah, I don't think it was. which is very interesting and uh, I, I thought that was just, like her dad i don't know but he was she was laying there with the uh, kielbasa all over her. <laughs> and he just goes and he's like ah <laughs> ah <I'm scared. laughs> he's dead <laughs> ah Oh my god, her addiction to the Polish deli killed her finally. She finally I told her she kept eating that way, she was gonna pop. There she went. She finally did. Finally did it. 
<laughs> well, I guess you won't need all these polka records anymore. <laughs> Throwing them all in the trash bag. <laughs> Full moon. Please call us. We have an idea for a new killer treat, the Kilbasa. <laughs> Let's get Charles Band on the show. Stat. Charles Band, get us on Kilbasa. Darcy, be in it for some reason. <laughs> I know you're vegan, but Darcy, we're going to need you to eat a lot of Kilbasa. <laughs> Kilbasa. <laughs> um. We'll get you vegan trees, so don't worry. <laughs> It's really good. I like it. <laughs> Have we coerced you into coming onto the show? <laughs> With Teresa? Would you like some Teresa? <laughs> Come on our show. We'll give you Teresa. <laughs> That'll be our new, like, uh... hey, would you like to interview for our show? Uh, do you guys pay? With <laughs> and they're like, Ole, I won't be on your show. <laughs> All right, I'm coming. I love Teresa. <laughs> I'm coming, just like the lady that died over Polish foods. She just got so excited eating kibasa. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, she's dead. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's gone. <laughs> Her dad, her like, dad, like her. his reaction was more of like a "damn it again." <laughs> like, like, every every child, like every every fucking child he has just explodes. <laughs> it's like fuck these genetics. <laughs> her sausage casing ripped. God damn, damn it. Um. <laughs> so she's dead and jack and jack is like hey jack what's happening does, does jack okay so how does he he sees a photo of her or he asks like hey there's another victim that that died you know. and he's showing him a photo he's like that's her that was the one that was on stage when i was there yeah well well he gets a phone call uh from greg while they're in bed uh, supposedly making whoop, and uh, he, so they take <laughs> they take the phone and they pull it off and just start making out like it's like no hang it up you know just set it to the side and then she's like hey you did that wrong hang up and then it rings again she's like fuck it hello yeah he's here hey jack it's greg and greg's like hey jack what's happening <laughs> I was just hoping that oh, I think about going down to the show. <laughs> I was just hoping that whenever he took the uh, when he took the phone off the receiver, just like I'll oh, call him back, and they start having sex, and he's just standing on the phone <laughs> for the whole for the uh-huh. whole forty five yeah. seconds. <laughs> it's like yeah, and then ah, hello, hey, this is Jack. <laughs> hey Jack, sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt you. Glad you finished. Uh, <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, but I knew it wasn't going to take long, though. <laughs> and he's just like, ah! And she's like, God damn it. <laughs> he, has, he, has the, he has the same reaction as the guy walking out on the lady in bed. He's just like, ah! <laughs> um, so, um, so Greg is like, so you went to that show again tonight, right? And Jack's like, yeah, I went to that show. 
why do you ask? And he's like, oh, what was the final trick? He's like, well, you took this uh, pin press machine thing and he uh, pin pressed this woman and uh, then she walked away and it was fine. And he's like, well, we have a lady who is mangled and uh, like, he didn't say pin pressed and he was like, she's just uh, mutilated. And it's like, well, is it related to the pin press thing? He's like, well, <laughs> probably. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> I mean, there's there's deli beets everywhere. <laughs> well, there's a jelly bean trail, and at least right for Montag, so probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's like, "You have the photo over," and he goes to goes to the police station. Well, he brings he brings um, Sherry. What's her name? Sherry. Yeah. Right. Sherry, baby. Yeah, yeah Sherry. Um, yeah, his, so Sherry's IMDb, like, his IMDb photo is not her, but the news, the, the news uh, room. What the her fuck? photo on IMDb? Is that her only movie? Yeah, I guess her photo on IMDb, the actress that plays Sherry. It's the set of her uh, show on um, on Wizard of Gore, but she's not in the picture. It's just the set. Okay, that's weird. Um, yeah, so Sherry's like, oh, I'm going with you. And they go in, and they're both like, yeah, that is definitely her. That is the lady that was his thingy. And then they're like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to see the next two volunteers. We're all going to go to the show. And then we're going to survey and... Uh, or uh, put surveillance on both of the people who volunteer in the, or the people who volunteer in the show. And then they're like, shit, it was two people in this trick. And yeah. Um, yeah. Well, with the, with the one on that night, there's two people in trick. Um, what does he even do to him? <laughs> he shoves a sword down. Their oh throats. yeah, that's right. That's right. And you can tell it's Robert. And uh, I'll admit, it's kind of boring. It's a kind of boring one compared to the yeah, others. Yeah, and they vomit up blood. Like they're literally, yeah, they're just coughing up ground yeah. beef. <laughs> At least it's a chain from sausages. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because the other lady ate all the sausages, so they could, they didn't have any more. <laughs> so, and horses yeah, don't eat um, sausages. It makes them very sick. So yeah, That's true. So. Yeah, so they they weren't they weren't expecting there to be two two people brought up on stairs. <laughs> Another thing that gets me about this movie is instead of like, well, we're in a theater. Let me like walk behind and kind of duck down and whisper to the other guy. We didn't expect two people. Like, you know, we're gonna have to split up and check. And he, you know, like, okay, gotcha. And then he slinks away. But that's not what happened. He like straight up walks in front of everyone. He's like. So we didn't uh, plan on two people. You're going to have to follow the other one. And he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and he just kind of sits there and puts his hands in his pockets, like literally standing in front of this woman and just kind of saunters <laughs> off like the rudest fucking person in the planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's very good at his job. Yeah, it was, it's like if we were sitting down watching a movie and I was on the other side and I just walked up to you and I was like, hey, man, can I borrow five dollars? OK, 
thanks. And then I just stood in front of everyone else. <laughs> they were just like, move. And I'm like, huh? Oh, saunter off slowly <laughs> while blocking the movie for more people on that row. <laughs> just your hands are out. <laughs> How many people can I block from seeing this? But yeah, they both get killed with yeah. the uh, sword down the throat trick. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, a, a porno staple. Um, and uh, it's very boring. <laughs> and you can tell it's a shitty rubber sword. <laughs> A very right. shitty rubber sword. One of those retractable. Yeah, movies. they even try to make it look convincing. Um, so yeah, they fought one fault. One cop follows one woman. The other cop that that reminds me of Sam from Sam and Twitch <laughs> follows the other woman. <laughs> and uh, guess what? They both end up dead. The one woman walks into her house, and the cop just walks into her fucking house. <laughs> Yeah, he's just like, let me go check on her. It's like, I think you're the killer. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, she's, yeah, she's dead on the ground. Uh, And uh, was the other one just found dead in her car or? No, the guy was trailing her in the car and they're at a stoplight and then it turns green and she doesn't move. Mm -hmm. So he gets out of the car and opens up the car door and she falls out dead. But she's in the car. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 so they're like, oh, my God, we did not prep for these people to be killed. Uh, shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's like, why are we teamed up with the sports writer anyways? Are you talking about Jack? Yeah, no, Jack. That guy who keeps calling me a ghoul. <laughs> Jack Jack is given like a, a, a deputy star. You know, to- yeah, pretty much. They're like, hey, I really like that article you wrote on the Mets. <laughs> you want to be a cop? <laughs> so uh, he's like, oh, boy, do I. <laughs> but Sherry still wants to get Montag on her show. Um, they had a couple more meetings with Montag. Uh, Montag's like, sure, I'll come on your show, and it'll be the greatest magic trick of all time. Well, the reason they ask him to go on the show is because they're like, now we can set him up. And <laughs> guess what? There's no real fucking setup. They just bring him yeah. on the show. They just talk about setting him up. And there is no yeah. setup. There's just like the cop holding a camera. <laughs> they don't ever run up and like shoot him. Nothing. All he does is he just hypnotizes everybody instantly. <laughs> Through the TV. Except for Jack. <clears throat> Well, everyone has blood on their hands. Yeah. Everyone watching the TV. And then for some reason, the kids hold out their hands to have blood on it. Yeah, Jack does have blood on it. It doesn't affect him at all. He says why, but I I can't remember why. Um, Did he say he just didn't look at the TV screen? Was it something stupid like that? Yeah, that's literally what he said. Um, Oh, yeah, before. I forgot to bring up this scene. Remember whenever he fucking hypnotizes that guy working at the morgue? Yeah. (laughs) Where he's like, hey, who are you? And he just kind of stands there with his arm awkwardly raised. And then they're like, yeah, he died. <laughs> like, oh. like, how? Like, we, I don't know. <laughs> but we think it's connected to the Polish deli down the street. <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough meat for this to be a murder. <laughs> uh, his last name was Poliski. I, I think we're, we have a bit of a... Uh, there's definitely a, a parallel to the other murders. <laughs> um, 
Uh, it said Montag is, is racist against Polish people. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, the, he goes on to Sherry's show. Uh, everybody immediately gets fucking uh, hypnotized. And his magic trick is he's just going to build a big fire. <laughs> just throw people in it. <laughs> he's just going to build a fire and throw people in it. Yes, come with me. To the Inferno. <laughs> and then Jack shows up and just and pushes him into the fire, and that's all. That, and how does Jack show up that quick? Like, he's at the fucking news, like, newspaper, and he just shows up before he slowly wanders them into a pile of two-by-fours that are on fire for some reason. And then Jack just pushes him, and he goes, Ah! Ah! <laughs> And it just shows like a, a already burnt pile. <laughs> and then everybody's like, we did it. <laughs> we killed Montag by pushing him into fire. Who knew he was so susceptible to fire? <laughs> um, and then uh, Jack and Sherry are like, wow, well, I'm happy that's over. And then Jack pulls his face off and it's actually Montag. Pulls a complete Nick Cage. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and he's yeah. like... And he starts ripping her apart, and he literally is going. Marshall <laughs> 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 Gordon Lewis is probably off the side of the camera, going, "Yes, yes." <laughs> Put your dick in her. <laughs> this is everything I wanted and more. <laughs> and then she just sits up and she's like, "Ha! Huh, but maybe it was you who were." I am also an illusionist. And he's like, what? <laughs> you too? And she goes, yes, I can show you the past and the future. And he goes, ah. And then he wakes up on the stage again, performing <laughs> magic. And now I question what the point of this movie was at all. <laughs> it had one of those endings that somewhere in the world, a very young Christopher Nolan had his first orgasm in his pants and didn't understand why. <laughs> and <laughs> until years later, I'm like, well, they did a complete Christopher Nolan ending. And I had about the same reaction. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'll take it. What, whatever you say, Chris. <laughs> Why is Batman alive even though we all saw him die? Why is no he idea. just at a French cafe? Okay. <laughs> it's just like... Why didn't he tell his best friend? I, I, you know... I, I failed you. It's a, it's a direct... That, that, that's a controversial opinion I have. Get a little off topic. Not a big Christopher Nolan guy. Sorry, I don't... Me neither. I, Me neither. I, I, I think he's a very good filmmaker. I just don't care about most of his movies. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so... That's Wizard of Gore. Yep. Uh, Hans Zimmer should have done the score for this like he does most Christopher Nolan films. <laughs> yep. Blaze's favorite composer. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll kill him one day. <laughs> one day, Hans Zimmer, your time is going to be up. <laughs> time up, Zimmer. <laughs> his kibasses just explode out of his stomach. Ah! <laughs> Vegan chorizo. <laughs> oh, chorizo! No. 
<laughs> but yeah, that's Wizard of Gore. <laughs> would you um, would you recommend Wizard of Gore, please? Yeah, it's fucking silly. <laughs> it's silly. It's short. It's only an hour and a half. It's free on Tubi if you want to watch yeah. it. Go watch it. It's 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 fucking. Yeah, ridiculous. it just comes from that period of splatter films that Herschel Gordon Lewis was just turning out back to back. I say check it out also. All right. So that brings yeah. us to our next segment. It sure All does. All right. Then it is another curation of Blaze's cabinet of video game curiosities. Blaze the magnificent. <laughs> All right. So, does our video game today have any magic in it? In a way. Yeah. Okay. Um, Today we're talking about a game uh, called The Shore. It came out in 2021, kind of went under the radar, but is actually uh, quite an interesting game and almost has aspects of a visual novel. Um, So, The Shore... Uh, is you are playing a father who is shipwrecked on an island and trying to find his daughter. And as you go around, you start noticing these pillars that have these whispers coming from them and these orbs and strange statues and a broken down lighthouse. And as we go on, I think it's very obvious to know what kind of horror this becomes. And we have not like like a Lovecraftian, like straight up Cthulhu game coming up. So uh, as you go through, you find these strange statues and little pieces of story of the sailors that were there before. And uh, the the game looks really good. It is for all consoles, uh, which is nice. So um, I think the voice acting is a little weak in it. But, uh, I mean, it's really just a guy talking to himself, so it's not like that imperative to the game. Uh, very much focused on uh, finding uh, puzzles and connecting the clues through the notes you find throughout the island. Um, it reminds me, like, almost of a straight uh, Dagon Um uh, like the story Dagon, like the man trapped on an island that people can't get off of. And um, so you start having to find these uh, trinkets and talismans to uh, try and open this portal to get you off the island. Because as you read further, um, there are different things going on. And, you know, you're trying to figure out why uh, half the sailors are gone and the other half had you found their bodies. So it's very much a mystery puzzle kind of game, but it also has different um, Lovecraftian uh, creatures that appear and show up throughout the game. Um, It's very much, uh, I think it's more of a visual thing than anything. Uh, Like you can look through telescopes and see the tentacles coming out of the water um, you can prep for things by uh, going around the lighthouse and finding out which area the tentacles are coming from. Um, it's a fun game. Uh, it's interesting. It's got a very dark tone to it. Um, 
you know, I said I said everything. I don't know if it's on Xbox, but I know it's on PlayStation and I know it's on PC. So but I assume if it's on PlayStation, it's probably on Xbox. Yeah. But yeah, if you want like a, a, a good Lovecraftian and not like Lovecraftian in the sense they're making shit up and just being like, isn't that wacky Lovecraftian kind of crap? It's like, no, nah, this is straight up a Lovecraft game. Isn't that wacky Lovecrafty? Yeah, it is straight up Call of Cthulhu style kind of shit. Cool. Yeah, I uh, it sounds cool, especially for um, it feels like uh, the Cthulhu stuff is sometimes overdone. Uh, yeah for sure but uh it still sounds like an interesting concept for a game yeah i mean i mean it almost feels like the story dagon but you're playing it cool and they actually have a visual novel uh that's free on steam called dagon and it is an exact representation of the story so another thing you can check out if you want if you're in that lovecraftian stuff so how much uh how much racism does it have in it uh, surprisingly none. Wow, then not a very good Lovecraft. <laughs> not, <story>. not accurate. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, he's, uh, on a scale of one to ten pages. I'd say three. Um, <laughs> page being your fiance. Um, and on a level of how much you need her to be either on the phone or in the house with you. Bless you. I would me. say three. Okay. All right, um, Three, not, that, it, not that scary. Not very scary, but it is a fun and interesting game, especially for like six bucks. Okay, cool. And that brings us to our next segment. It sure does. To another entry into. I'm not saying it. Fuck you. No. Biology, <laughs> <laughs> biology. <laughs> All right, we got we got a story. <laughs> got a story to tell. <laughs> I fucked that one up. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> All right, so today we're going to talk about a little bit of folklore and some mythology coming from the United States. Oh boy! Today we're going to talk about uh, the namesake of a band we are both very fond of, uh, the Bell Witch. Like the band Bell Witch. (laughs) (laughs) They have good stuff. All right. Not that many bells, though. So the the Bell Witch story takes place uh, during the 1800s in Tennessee. Um, The story is a sinister entity that has a... tormented a pioneer family in the early frontier between the years 1817 and 1821. Um, an author who wrote a, uh, a, a historical take on this named Fitzhugh uh, explained that the settler John Bell and his family relocated to Tennessee from North Carolina in the 1800s and purchased a large homestead. And after purchasing uh, the homestead, very strange things started to happen, including the sights of uh, strange animals with the bodies of dogs and the head of rabbits out in the cornfields. So um, uh, to make things worse, uh, Betsy Bell, who is his daughter, 
uh, started to experience physical encounters with a specter claiming it had slapped her and pulled her hair. Although she originally told the family to keep things quiet, uh, she confided in a neighbor who brought in a party led by none other than the actual Andrew Jackson. Oh, yeah. okay. Which is why I thought this was very interesting. I was like, oh, fuck. Andrew Jackson was part of a witch thing? Huh. So, uh, another of the member, another group of the uh, member of the group claimed to be a professional witch tamer. So don't know how you do that. He was like, yeah, I married a prostitute. <laughs> That's what that means in the 1800s. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. I just, um, so they came in armed with pistols with silver bullets. Um, now, Andrew Jackson and his men all stated to have seen uh, this uh, figure that was seemed to be a woman just cloaked in a gown that you couldn't see from head to toe. So it looked like the classic ghost kind of thing. So, of course, everyone brought silver bullets because for some reason they think silver has magical properties due to a bunch of old other folk tales. Yeah. And um, and they're right. They're absolutely right. So um, they said they actually shot at it and nothing had happened. Uh, the witch. <laughs> Wait a minute. Apparently, the witch tamer was the first one to shoot. Uh, and he was forcefully ejected from the house and thrown out of a window with nobody touching him, apparently. Huh. So uh, Andrew Jackson's men started uh, begging to leave the area. And Andrew Jackson insisted on staying to investigate further. Uh, the next morning, the entire group was spotted heading, uh, running away from the farm. Um, a, a Another person from the group, uh, or not from the group, but a, a recent person named Troy Taylor of Prairie Ghost says... Um, he did an investigation where the spirit identified itself as the witch of Kate Batts, a neighbor of the Bells, with whom John had experienced bad business dealings over from purchasing slaves. Oh, yep. So he was haunted <laughs> by a, a witch, the spirit ghost of a witch, because he gave her a bad deal on slaves. Yep. But uh, I, th I the, the thing that really stood out to me about it is the fact that you have like actual historical recountings of it instead of it just being like one story. It's like, nah, Andrew Jackson was there. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Like, and then he got cursed forever, and his soul was intertwined to the twenty dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it. Uh, so the Bell Witch has been uh, still investigated to this day. They say that they still have sightings of the bell witch in tennessee um so i don't know a, a very interesting story uh shitty background to it though. <laughs> yeah there's no way they didn't make this into a movie at one point like, i mean in, they have so many different things that are like that way yeah like, like 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 in the vein of like abraham lincoln vampire hunter or something like that's like andrew, andrew jackson, jackson witch, witch hunter <laughs> Witchfinder General. 
<laughs> yeah. So interesting story. Um, definitely one that has uh, tons more history to look into it. That's just kind of the broad spectrum of the story. Uh, but there's other recountings you can look up and find. So if you're interested in some U.S. Uh, folklore, urban legends, uh, that's that's a good one. So, yeah, that's a cool story. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, that is another episode of Bladed Apples. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, next episode, I think we need to do our year in review. Talk about yeah. some of our favorite stuff that came out in 2022. It's a little late in January to do it, but it's fine. Uh, we'll talk about um, some of our favorite, just like we did our last year's um, favorite movies, favorite clothing brand, favorite uh, uh, magazine or special TV show, uh, whatever it is. We'll give you kind of a rundown of some of our favorite stuff in horror in the year 2022, as well as uh, I'm going to do a top 10 favorite movies list. Um, that are not horror related. I may put one horror movie on it. Um, but uh, every other movies that aren't horror um, that, that I enjoyed. And we'll kind of go through that. What else? Um, and we'll talk about Megan and some other newer films too. Go see it in theaters, man. I am. I'll probably see it today. No, um, go see Skinner <laughs> in theaters. Not Rusty Megan. <laughs> see both. Yeah, see both. See biscuit. <laughs> uh, what else? I'm going to name this episode about Sea Biscuit. <laughs> Just letting you know. <laughs> to call it what? I'm going to call it the Notorious Crimes of Sea Biscuit. <laughs> That'll be a good grabber. That'll grab people in there. They'll be like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" They won't get it until later in the episode. Sea Biscuit was a saint. <laughs> You leave him alone. <laughs> uh, Toby Maguire was rolling in his grave. Yeah, his his a living grave, <laughs> which is yeah. Earth. But at some point he'll be dead, and this and this podcast will live on. So, <laughs> unlike his dead. new film Babylon, <laughs> didn't make a lot of money, did it? Sure didn't. I want to see because I hear it's fucking crazy, but it's very it's very divisive. It's like three hours long though, so. Yeah, I, we talked about seeing it, but we're not really huge Margot Robbie fans. I like her. I mean, Brad Pitt's in it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a I'm not going to watch it. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if you want to get a hold of us, though, in the meantime, you can uh, send us a mail on bladedapplespod at gmail.com or Blood Apples Podcast on Instagram with any comments, questions, concerns. If you ever went down and saw a horse show, we'd like to hear about it. Have you seen a magic show? Have you ever saw a magic horse show? If you ever seen the Bell Witch, <laughs> the Bell Witch, do a magic trick. Let us know. Um, you can reach us on there. Um, if any questions, we'll read it on the air. We haven't had a fan letter in a while. Um, <laughs> that sounds so sad. <laughs> it is sad, but I mean, we don't have a fan base. So. Help us. <laughs> Please give us a wedding. <laughs> we don't ask for much. We just want weddings. Yeah. Um, thanks to Stefan Mize for doing our art. You can check him out on Instagram as well at Stefan Mize or at Crawling Panther Tattoo. 
Um, that's a tattoo, probably tattoos out of awesome guy. Check out his stuff. Give him a follow. Give him a like, whatever. Um, and thanks to Blaze for uh, doing all the tech work and being an awesome co-host. Is there anything else that we are missing, sir? No, but we're using a new program to record remotely. So let's see if this is better or worse. Yeah, we're using Zencaster instead of Skype. Skype so is becoming obsolete. Hopefully. Yeah. We'll see how it turns out. All right. Okay. And that is the episode. Anything else to add, Blaze? See you later, fuckers. You know that's coming. <laughs> you knew that was coming. Remember, every day is Halloween. So please act accordingly. We'll see you next time. Kill your bossa. <laughs> Bye. Bye.